Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Coach Unplugged is brought to you by great people over at TeachHoops.com. For coaches who want to get better. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. Here is your host, Steve Collins. Hey everybody. Happy Tuesday. Episode 428 of Coach Unplugged. Today we're going to talk about co- to co- talked with Coach Taylor who also I'm going to have the privilege of meeting in person um, down at the Legends Clinic down in outside of Atlanta uh, in a couple weeks, starting September 20, uh, September 14th. Make sure I get my date right there. So um, make sure you come join us. I know we're going to have even an open, uh, I think, discussion table at the end of the clinic. We'd love to have you come down, meet all of us that I've interviewed over the last three or four weeks. Um, it's a great clinic. Kevin does a great job with it, and I think you'll really enjoy it. Um, also, make sure you go over and check out our sponsors before we jump into this great interview with Coach Taylor, um, who is National Coach of the Year. But anyway, uh, make sure – I'm sure she's got a doctor dish in her gym. Um, it's not only innovative, it's easy to use. Mention Coach Unplugged, they'll give you $300 off. Also, like I said last week, just put up a whole bunch of new material. You tend to do that every other week or every week. Um, Big course coming out, preseason course, kind of walks you through how to practice plan, how to communicate, um, how to map out specific practices, how to map out the entire season. Um, then we're going to have another course for the season and then a postseason course. So some great stuff coming up, but also the community is awesome. I think you'll love it. Um, I just got off, I think, three or four phone calls, one-on-one calls with teachhoops.com members. So great time to join. Come over and join our community. Helps uh, help support Coach Unplugged in High School Hoops by joining teachhoops.com. All right, let's head off to the podcast. All right, welcome to Coach Unplugged. Co- Coach Taylor, I appreciate you taking an early morning to talk hoops with me. Um, and we're going to talk about the clinic and some of the stuff that you're doing at the end. But what I would like you to do to all the listeners is kind of tell your basketball journey, both as a player and as a um, coach. And, you know, 
I, I'm amazed by the people that Kevin have been able to get for this this um, thing. It's like, oh my god! I thought I had a decent resume. It's like, <laughs> the resumes is like, oh my goodness! I gotta get back to work. Like, <laughs> I gotta get back to work. So, um, exp- introduce yourself, Coach Taylor, and then tell everybody kind of about your uh, your your journey. Sure. Well, first, I want to say thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And um, to give everybody info, uh, my first name is Audrey. Last name is Taylor, and it has turned into Coach Taylor mostly uh, <laughs> to the last, I uh, would say, probably 15 years. It's a great uh, thing. Coach is a great thing to be called. I tell people it's only probably second to dad to be called. Absolutely. Coach. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I can't complain. I'll, I'll take the transition. Yes. Uh, so uh, I started playing uh, back when I was, God, I want to say about nine or 10 years old. I was introduced to it. Um, it started with watching. Uh, a lot of basketball outside uh, when actually people went on the playground and played basketball. It's <laughs> quite different now. You remember uh, those days? Remember those days? Yes, the good old days. I, I say it all the time. I, I say tell, it all the time. I tell my players, I said, you got to remember, man, it was like a boom box on my shoulder and a big jug of water. Like, you know, the milk. Yes. Empty out the milk jug. Yes, that's so that. classic right there. Yeah, and you'd empty out the milk jug and you fill it with water. And if you're feeling really good, you put some Kool Aid in it. And they go, what are Absolutely. you talking about? I go, well, you got to Google Kool Aid. I'm about to say, they probably don't even know that word at you all. No, Kool Aid was <laughs> tang. It was tang because the, the um, tang for the uh, astronauts. But I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> flashback uh absolutely <laughs> uh, once i once i it, my dad uh introduced me to it and i started going around town doing a lot of free throw contests and uh after that i started to realize i was actually pretty good i uh, started playing um i played in high school did pretty well in high school scored over a thousand points um i was highly recruited i was considered what they would call an elite athlete at the time uh, played a lot of AAU ball, traveled all over the place. Right. Um, junior nationals, nationals. Uh, what an amazing experience I had as a, as a youngster doing AAU. That was amazing. Um, and that, from there, uh, got me all of the, the college recruits. And after that, um, it, was, it was smooth sailing. Um, I went to a lot of different showcases, all the fun stuff that a lot right. of kids are doing now. Yep. A lot of clinics, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then... I was offered a scholarship from about six or seven different schools. And my story is a little different. And how did, you pick, how did you end up? I, I'm interested in how you ended up picking the school you picked. So that's interesting for me as a Yeah, coach. that's actually part of, part of where I was, I was headed. Um, during my uh, high school years, I was known, like I said, as the athlete. And I was a star athlete in, in school. And I tended to focus more on the sports than I did the educational side. Right. So, yeah, what started to happen for me was um, towards the end of my senior year, uh, well, I would say end of junior year, going into my senior year, um, I had a lot of schools who were waiting for me to get that GPA to match that SAT. And that's, you know, that's part of the process. Um, and as I was doing that, a lot of schools decided, you know what, I, I don't, I don't want to work. It's not worth the risk. I'm right. going to move on. Um, so a lot of schools jumped ship, um, but a lot of them stayed there as well. Uh, I went on a recruiting trip to Temple University and just fell in love. Um, at the time, I think it was Coach Foley at the time. And she, was, she had an awesome program. It wasn't too far from home. And, right. and that's when I finally made a decision after I came back from that recruiting trip. And I was like, all right, um, you know, this is where I'm going to go. So I signed the Temple. But the funny thing is, 
um, that summer, uh, as I'm getting ready to get prepared for Temple, I get a phone call. And the coach says, hey, Audrey, I just want to let you know uh, I'm leaving. I'm not going to be at Temple this year. Yes. Wow. I had, I had this shocker phone call. Oh. And, and then, was, then I was presented the option of, hey, you can still come here or uh, you, can, you can transfer out and go somewhere else or, or not transfer, but you can choose to right. go somewhere else. And did they have to uh, release I, you? Did they have to release you from the scholarship? How does that work? Yes, they had to release me from the okay. scholarship once I had made that decision. I had okay. my option. There was no penalties, though. Okay, okay. Because she was leaving. Yep. Um, that's the one thing they will allow you to get out just because okay. they, that's who you intended to come play Wait. for. And now they're leaving. Right. Right. They give you, they give you an exit. Okay. Um, so at that point, um, Monmouth university was still recruiting me, believe it or not. And a friend of mine who I played AAU basketball with was going to Monmouth. And I thought, what the heck I'm going for <laughs> it too. So I decided at that point I was going to go to Monmouth. I really liked the coaches and again, I had a friend there I had played AAU ball for about four years with. Right. Um, so that's how I decided. I, I went and played Monmouth for, for four years. It's really – my son's kind of going through it right now, and he's looking at some D3 schools. And, we, we, you know, it's more going to be academic than basketball-based. But it's, it's about feel, I think. It's about relationships, too. Absolutely. Oh, that's what, that's what kids don't understand. Unless you're the elite of the elite of the elite, especially in, the, in like, the boys. Like, if you're the Duke or the Kentuckys or the right, right. kind of in the boys, you're in a different world. You don't live in the world I live in. It's a different world. Um, yes. <laughs> you're, you're I, tell, I tell the kids all the time it's not it's not always sunshine and rainbows <laughs> right well and I also tell them what I tell my kids I don't know if you tell your kids but I tell them this is it's a job you know I've had NBA guys yes. I've had college guys it's a it's a great job don't get me wrong like even right. playing in the NBA it's a great job and it pays really well but it's absolutely <laughs> you have an employer absolutely. you're an employee of an employer you know, yes, you are. It changes. It changes the dynamics of what you play for and how you play. Everything changes. Right. And, that, and I think that was a great experience for me to be able to teach my kids. Yeah. Uh, my high school girls, because the ones that were, you know, always striving to go D1, but didn't necessarily meet the requirements of D1. And I mean, outside of the basketball court, right. meaning they wanted to be able to actually live a college life. And it's like, hey, you go D1. There is no college yeah. life. You are basketball twenty four seven. They own you. Well, they it's do. Not, and like I, I always tell them. I always tell my boys. I said, if you miss that free throw at the end of the game, I still get paid. Yeah. <laughs> I still. I can. I can put food on the table. I'm not like. I'm not. My job does not depend on you guys making free throws. Right. You know, if I don't coach anymore, I still can put food on the table. You know, these. Right. It's their job. You know, it's their job and. I don't know about you, but I think also kids get caught up on the number too much. There is great basketball in Division Two and Division Three and NAIA, and you know they get in their Absolutely. mind that they got to go D one, and it's about the scout, you know. And I, there's other ways of getting to the to the end point to get to the education and all that kind of stuff. Absolutely, I agree with you 100. percent Tell them the same exact thing. Yeah. So, okay. So then, so so then we graduated, and then what happened? Yes, we graduated, and um, I actually um, had a contract offer to go play in Finland. Okay. Ooh, um, that'd been fun. Yeah. And all would have probably jumped on it, but at the time, uh, for some reason it just wasn't, uh, I didn't have the passion I still had. Right. Um, I had kind of died out towards the end of my, my senior season and, um, going to another country and leaving my family just didn't seem like, well, I always <laughs> tell people, you know, when the time to hang the shoes up 
is. You know, absolutely. You just know. And they go, what do you mean? I go, like, by the time my senior year in college came around, I was ready to move on because I'd been playing like you since I could probably walk. And it was like, I'm just ready. You know, it's like yeah. that, that part of my life is over. Maybe I'm going to coach. I mean, I'm going to do other things that are going to feed my, feed me kind of thing. Absolutely. Um, but that's they, and some people never aren't able to hang it up. I understand the hang those shoes up, but most right. people like you kind of know. So that's yeah. good. That's good that you were able to reflect on that. Absolutely. At that, at that time I was, I was very close to my grandmother okay. um, and she wasn't feeling well at the time. Yeah. So that kind of helped my decision a little bit. Right. Uh, I, was, I was attached to the family aspect and, and then it wasn't, I didn't feel like I was missing anything. Right. So at that point, um, I had got a degree. I was working in web design um, and I wanted to do something different. So I left New Jersey and I went out and lived in Virginia for about uh, four or five years. How was that? And that was awesome, actually. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It was it's different. Hot. It was slower. It's hot. it's hot down there. It's like the surface yeah. of the sun. Yeah, there was, there was definitely some differences, but um, it was something I needed. I needed a change. I needed to appreciate New Jersey a little bit more by leaving it. Uh, and I did. Yes. I did. Yeah, it's like I'm in the Midwest, and my son's looking at schools at the East Coast, and it's like, right. going, why is he doing that? I go, because I, as his father, want him to go experience the world a little bit. It's different. Absolutely. More people, good people are good. I get that. You know, right. I've met great people through basketball, through this, all sorts of stuff. I get that. But. For a 17, 18 year old, the growth that you go through when you get, you can't come home for the weekend. Right. And you got to figure stuff out on your own is great. And especially after you graduate from college. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I was, I was all about that journey. Um, but right. the crazy thing about it is that experience um, brought me back to basketball. Um, I, I was working with, uh, I was working at the Marine Corps Association in Manassas as a, as a, um, web developer there and a friend a friend decided that they they were like well you still play basketball and I'm like no nah, I'm not really into it well can you help my daughter she's really struggling she wants to go play high school basketball she's middle school you know I'll 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 give you I'll feed you if you come over and help her out for an hour I was like oh you know I'll take it you free food <laughs> without a doubt right. um and I started training this young lady and believe it or not um, that's when my heart started to love basketball again. Right. Giving it back to someone else made me appreciate it. And that's how I started to find my journey into coaching and teaching the game. Okay. That was, that was an awesome experience for me. Um, and then, uh, a few, uh, maybe a few years after that, I decided to go back to New Jersey. Okay. And when I came back to New Jersey, my, uh, old coach at Monmouth was now coaching high school. At a, at a, and she, I went up to her, asked her, I said, Hey, you know, can I come volunteer? And she was like, what? Absolutely. And at that point, um, I volunteered for about four or five years and it was awesome. Love teaching right. the kids and never wanted to be a head coach. Oh my goodness. No. Didn't <laughs> I always tell people two things. First of all, the best seat in the house is the one to the right of me. Yes. <laughs> that is the best seat in the house. Cause you don't have the pressures. You're not the, you don't have the worries. Yes. You don't have the parents. That's the, and the second thing is you did what I tell all young coaches to do. And I tell all young people that I teach in, and stuff. It's like when you're young, people want to help you. Right. You volunteer. They will, you know, no one's good. If I call someone up, they're not going to deal with an old fart like me. But, <laughs> but if a young guy like my son calls and says, I love X, Y, and Z, can you help me understand it? 
people just love doing that. I love helping young coaches. So um, that's what the thing is. And you think about how much you learned in those four years of volunteering. Oh, it actually, it, it was a part of what molded my philosophy. Right. Um, being there and seeing that experience. And uh, I learned so much from her. It was amazing. Great opportunity. Um, enjoyed it. And more than anything, I got a chance to really connect with the kids and get to know um, kind of what they go through, what, right. what their aches and pains, what their complaints were. Um, so it gave me a better understanding of, of both sides uh, of, you know, what the head coach was going through and then also with the players and how they were feeling based on some of the actions that she would take. Right. Um, I think what's hard is when you're a player, you're so focused on being a player Yes. The transition to be a coach is is harder than people think it is. You know, I was worried about my game. I was worried about our team. I was worried about all those. I wasn't worried about the the big pick. I, you know, I'm sure coaches said stuff to me. It was like, You're all so right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you, 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 you hit it right in the nose. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, I always tell people who ask me about coaching and how I started out in Franklin, and I always say I started out as a player coach. Right. Because, yeah, that's what that's what I connected to with the players. Right. I still had that mindset. I still wanted to get on the court. I still had that competitive to, spirit. You wanted to play with them. I remember that early yeah. in my career, too. It's like, oh, I'll go play. I will scrimmage and I'll play. It's like, yeah, um, absolutely. <laughs> I remember those days, too. <laughs> yeah, the, the, that was that was good times. But it also, like I said, it, it, it taught me a lot um, and it gave me a, a great, I would say, um, head start from when I did become a head coach. And right. that, that process was, was kind of interesting too, because um, I started a friend of mine uh, coached at another school and she asked me to come be her JV coach for a year. And of course, no problem. Now that I'm, I'm into it, um, my schedule's good. I'm going to go do it. Well, the head coach of that team decided to become an AD. So she became an athletic director and it was at, a, at the school that I'm at now. And randomly, I'm working corporate America. I get a phone right. call, and she says, hey "Everybody, I hope you're enjoying that. Um, if you could right now leave us a review, even if it's just a five star review, that's great. Or if it's a written review, I read every one of them. They do mean a lot to us, no matter where you listen, especially on iTunes. Um, also, make sure you go over and check out teachubes.com for coaches who want to get better. We're all kind of creeping up. We can see basketball season off there in the." in the horizon um can't imagine a better time to come join before the, all the changes that are going to be happening happen um also if you would like to help us out um, in any shop do any shopping in amazon you can click our amazon link down below and that would be one way um every time you purchase something we get a a little uh little kickback and you know as an affiliate link so uh, i hope you're enjoying the podcast let's get back Aww. to it and she says ask me for another person's phone number it is a well-known athlete from New Jersey named Christian Samoji. She asked me for a number, and, I, and then I had to kind of think for a second. I said, wait a minute. Why do you need a number? She's like, oh, I'm desperate. You know, my coach, my basketball coach just quit on me. And it was November at the time. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yes. Yes. So she, was in, she was in crunch time. Um, I hung up the phone. I sat there for about maybe five minutes, called her right back. And I said, well, how about me? And she's like, would you really do it? And I was like, well, let me go talk to my boss, see right. if he's willing to adjust my hours. Right. Um, went in, had a conversation, and he was like, yes, go for it. Um, he was all about the kids. He had kids in, in sports, so um, it worked out great. And then that literally led to me um, coaching at Franklin. Wow. 
And, and yeah. I'm telling you, people, you never know when a door is going to open. I, that's what I tell people, too. So you yeah. got to be open to the door opening, you know, kind of thing. Um, so tell me, un, uh, tell me about the last couple seasons, and then I want to get into a couple questions I have. Sure. Yeah. Um, last couple seasons has been an amazing journey. It's, it's crazy. It's like I'm, I'm looking at this. Amazing. I, I, it's unbelievable. Like, uh, first of all, being at a public school, um, to, to be able to have so much talent come through the door. Right. Uh, that's one thing that doesn't happen in a lot of places, especially public school. We all know how that goes. Yes. Um, <laughs> but, but I was blessed uh, to be in the right place at the right time. Um, I started out with uh, a great group, which was, I would say I had a starting five that could have all played D2, D1. I mean, that's amazing. And the thing is, and, and don't, don't cut yourself short, too. You, you got to be able to – it's hard coaching players. Like, I was getting ready to say that was the toughest experience <laughs> I've ever went through. People, but, don't, people do not understand. Like, it, it is – from a coaching standpoint, sometimes it's easier to have the team that's 10 and 10. Yes. Everyone kind of understands their roles. When you put guys that I mean, I and you and I have been in the same situation. I've got I've coached guys that are in the NBA. I've coached guys that are, I right. can't count on me Division One guys. There are different issues, people. Like the oh, grass God. always looks greener, and I'm not complaining about having talent. Trust me, I'm same. not complaining. Same here. <laughs> but you no, know, yeah, there's two types of coaches: coaches with players and ex-coaches. Trust me, I get it. Um, but <laughs> there, that it is a difficult task. That is a yes. more of a team building thing. I'm guessing. You're absolutely right. You yeah. you said it. Yeah, it spent we spent more time talking and figuring things out and learning how to communicate with with each other than we did X and O's. Right. Without a doubt. Right. Yeah. Without a doubt, we spent hours on that. And and when we finally got to the point, and again, um, going into Franklin was about changing the culture um, because right. they were considered the walkover team. They were the team that no one took serious. The girls didn't take themselves serious. Um, so I came in with a mentality that that kind of shifted a lot of people's lives. And it was kind of like, whoa, like this is getting serious now. Right. And, and I, I, oh, my God, I feel like I'm looking in a mirror. Um, <laughs> so I had to do the same thing 20 years ago. And did you did you ruffle some feathers when you did that? Oh, God, yes. Okay. I, I got people who still to this day are, are afraid of me when I walk through the door. Right. I mean, I had to make some decisions. I had to let some people go. I had to cut right. kids that I, oh, my gosh. I had to do some things. But I, I knew that if I was going to go in and change the culture <laughs> from a right. team that hadn't won in 30 years to a team that eventually would win all the games that we've won, I right. had to do it. I didn't like it. I lost nights of sleep. I oh, same here. Swear to God, I believe I started an ulcer. I, <laughs> I'm just because you had to do it, and I was doing it for the kids. I wasn't like yes. mean about it, but I knew that if I was going to make this shift, you know, we had to come in and like this is how we win. <laughs> Absolutely. You're, you're on the bus, you know. Yeah, I always say you're on this bus. Here's your seat. If you don't want to be on the bus, get off the bus. You know, those are your right. three places. Get on the bus. Get in right. the right seat on the bus. Right. Because not everyone gets to sit in the front of the bus. Some people have to sit in the back of the bus. Some people have to sit in the middle of the bus because some people have better jump shots, you know. Reality. And then, that and is so came, reality. So reality. I think, I think it was – who was it? I don't remember who it was. But what, I remember going to a clinic and, and he was talking about why people are open. And he's going, they're open because they can't shoot. That's why you're right. open. You know? <laughs> You're open because you're terrible. <laughs> Pretty much. You're open. That that was probably 
one of those things that um, was a shift for the girls was that was direct honesty. Right. Uh, there was no more playing, you know, you know, softy, playing mom. I'm not patting you on the back. I'm being right. straight up honest with you. You're not as good as you think you are. You know what I tell this is what I use with my kids. You can you can steal I use truth or harmony. Do you want the mm -hmm. truth or do you want right. harmony? Truth, I will be honest and they'll go, Oh, right. I go, you want the truth. Here's the truth. You can't right. dribble with your left hand, so I right. can't put you on the court. Harmony, right. you're the best dribbler in the world. Oh gosh, you're so good. <laughs> harmony is what your mom's gonna say to you. <laughs> truth Always. is yeah, yeah. Truth Always make it sweeter and nicer by the time it gets to you, and 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 we're not in the business of that at no, all. No, and what I tell young coaches too is, literally, I've had kids that could not look at me in the school for a year. I swear to God. But really? five, ten years later, they eventually figure out that that was a good decision. You right. were never going to play. Right. I wouldn't have been happy. That eventually, most of the kids come around. Yes. There's exceptions to the rule. But, oh, without a doubt. But, without a doubt. But most, most of, them, of them know it's made for the right decision. And it's not like I cut right. you because I didn't like you. I cut you because right. you weren't going to play. Right. You know, go be in the student section. Go be a senior and have some fun. You know, go out right. for a sport. Do something, you know. Um, Absolutely. The fortunate side for me is I didn't have to do many cuts. Ooh, that's um, good. Yeah, it's 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 uh, a gift and a curse at the same time. I, I always say that, you know, we start the season out and we always go, we don't know our numbers because um, once we started to become good, we didn't, it, you would think numbers would increase. No, they don't. Actually, they don't at all. No, that, that, that is an anomaly that just, and I'm a math teacher, that's an anomaly that freaks me out. You know what it is? I'm, I figured out eventually what it is. It's self-selection. Okay. Mm. Like, like I look at LeBron James, I know I'm not as good as LeBron James. Right. So I right. know I can't play ahead of him. So what they do is they go, okay, I'm not as good as X, Y, Z. Ooh, I'm not going to play much. I'm not coming out. I think the world is like, if I ain't going to play. That instant gratification they love. It is. That's what they it is. It. And, I, and, and it's great. If It's a great life skill. If they can self-select, great oh, life yeah. skill. Like I'm, I can't play right. the piano. I shouldn't do that anymore. Kind of. Right. Thing. It's a, it's a great right. life skill if they're learning it. But I've noticed that too. Is we've gotten better, cuts have gotten less. Yeah. Right. When we were absolutely. bad, everybody thought they could play. Yes, absolutely. I had a freshman team when I first started, and I haven't had a freshman team since. Right. I'm gonna be a star now because they're total. Yeah. Horrible. Yes. So, so, how would you describe your coaching philosophy? Um, I would, I would say, um, what's the, I, I would say it this way. If I, if I would say I'm strict, okay. um, I, I am without a doubt defense first. All right. And I set high expectations and I push my players to be able to reach that. As far as offense, um, I am a, I am a share the ball, play the game the right way. Without a doubt, um, I, I'm I'm not the type to draw up plays for one particular player because that player is the star. I believe in uh, coaching my kids up. That right. All of you are are just as great as she is, and you contribute just as much as she does. Um, so I believe in being positive um, in everything that I do when it comes to coaching. I don't right. I don't break you down. I build you up, but I build you up with truth, and I don't build you up with uh, a lot of phoniness and and 
uh, fake kids see that. They, they, oh, they, they can read through that so fast. It's crazy how fast they can read through it. Oh, yeah, they read right through it. Oh, yeah. They read right through it. But I'm, I'm running gun and, and defense first. I want to I get all my offense from defense. Oh, so you're, you're coming at me. Yeah. Is there a shot clock in New yes. Jersey? Yes, from, from the minute you inbound the ball, I'm right at you. I, I usually say when I when I've had teams like that, I say I get I get you when you get off the bus. Like I'm coming yeah, at pretty you. Pretty much. <laughs> I'm coming at you in the parking lot. Um, pretty much. <laughs> you don't have a shot clock in New Jersey, do you? No, I hate it. I hate it. I wish we did. Um, but part of part of our in season uh, philosophy is going out to New York and playing the top teams in New York every year. Um, one, I like the shot clock. Two. So New, New York, York State has a shot clock. New York does have a shot clock, yes. Oh, wow. See, so we're going to a tournament in Florida this year, and I, I just somebody just contacted me for one in, the, in Brooklyn or the – yeah, I think it was Brooklyn next uh -huh. year. So I'm, we're thinking about doing that because I love New York. Um, should. Yeah, it, it would be great interesting, basketball. especially if they had a shot clock. That would be awesome. That would be a different – They have great, great basketball. The, the speed of the game, oh, the, yeah. the shot clocks, the, um, the environment – um, I, I love everything about New York um, and you, how they you play. play do you play quarters or halves? Uh, we play halves. Yeah, I like halves. We, 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 well, we switched in between. They changed it down. So we go quarters now, but before it was halves. Um, okay. In certain tournaments, they also change it up as well. Really? Um, but the girls, yeah, now New Jersey is, is all quarters. All quarters. See, I, I miss the coaching between quarters, but I think the flow of the game is better in halves. I agree. I like the flow of the game and halves without a doubt. And it makes um, you play more kids. It does. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Especially when you're you're playing defense 94 feet, 92 feet. Right. It's you got to it, have you, you got to have it. You, it absolutely. You, you, you got to play more people. So I think that's I think that from a high school standpoint I think they should all go to halves, to be honest with you. I I mean, I think the boy I think men collegians going to go to quarters. Really? I think so. That's the rumor on the thing and it's like, whoa. Wow. So if, if if women are quarters and men are quarters, then God, boy. I, I'm not sure why we would do that, but that's I interesting. Know. I know, isn't that's it? Very interesting. So what do you think the what do you think the hardest thing to teach is? Defense. Okay. Because kids don't want to do it. They don't they don't love it the way they used to. Um, they don't take pride in it. Someone scores. Um, it's almost like it didn't even happen. They inbound the ball and they and they and they, and they keep moving. Right. Um, I think why, do you think that, why do you think that is? Why do you think that is? Do you think they play too many games? Oh, God, yes. One, I think they play too many games. Two, um, I think the, the basketball community spends too much time focusing on how many points people score. Um, the NBA emphasizes all of that. Um, the amount of points that those type of players put up um, has changed the game. And, 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 again, these are what the kids are watching. Right. Um, yeah, when once Steph Curry started making all those threes, it, it was just like the gym changed. All of a sudden, everybody was a Steph Curry and everybody could shoot threes. And it was right. like, wait a minute. Right. <laughs> the game is changing from what they're watching. From what we watched, um, defense was important. No, um, and I think it and I think it trickles down. That's what I don't think the NBA and the collegiate game trickles down to us. It takes time to do it, but I think it trickles down. Absolutely. So is there one is there one coaching moment that you've had that we could share either a, a, that we could dive into a success, a failure, something that a young coach that's listening could could learn from? Is there something we could dive into and talk about? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, 
going into my first year, um, it's when you question yourself a lot. Um, you're just not sure you made the right decision or you're not sure you put the right plan together. Um, I would say my first year, I went on a seven-game losing streak. Oh, God. We had a 10. We, I beat you, Coach. Oh. We had 10. We referred to it. It's like one-tenth of my losses in 20-plus years was that streak. Yes. We referred to it as the streak. And we played the same <laughs> team. We, play, we, played the, we beat this team. We played nine games, and then we beat this team again. So thank God they were in our league. <laughs> We refer to it as the streak. Let's not go through the streak again. And do you learn so much during those streaks? Oh, Oh, man. Um, Hey, Coach, I hope you enjoyed that. If you did, make sure you leave a review. We really do love those written reviews. Those five-star ones are the best. One stars, you can forget to do it. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Not only is it resources and handouts and videos, it's a little bit of everything or a coach that wants to get better. So go over and check it out. Also down below, um, am- click our Amazon link, and uh, that helps us uh, with our hosting fees. I think little, the little things that come up with running a podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.